I'm not gonna move. This will be. You can call this episode perfect audio. <laughs> it's gonna be perfect, and my end is gonna be even and clear and NPR esque. Um, to that end, do you want to position it so that you don't have to turn your head into it? Nope, I'm good. You sure? I'm positive. Okay. Hmm. Hello. Hey. <laughs> Uh, I'm really full. I just had a very decadent sandwich. It was lobster, gruyere, um, and like some crunchy. The bread was just sublime. I think it was sourdough. The bread was really good. Um, Mm. I had the angry chicken sandwich, but it wasn't wasn't very angry. No. And I've heard good things about it, that they like stamp marinated in hot sauce and do all the things. I have a feeling that they are putting it in. Never phoned it in that they just had to rush and do different certain things just because of. Oh, it might be me. I might have just ordered a regular chicken sandwich and not an angry chicken sandwich. I only saw angry. Yeah, I know. So. And then in small print at the bottom, it'll say like, "If you don't want angry, say so." Say so, but I don't know. That's yeah. angry Archies. We're shouting them out, even though they're not giving us a dime, <laughs> not even a discount. Um, well, you are way too angry about that. As you volunteer, the they're food trucks that come here every Wednesday. And shop their wares. It's pretty nice. I don't always indulge, but today I did, and it was good. But I feel really like. Well, before that, you had pierogi. I did this morning. I had like four. Well, they weren't life size pierogi. We mean life size pierogi. Pierogies that size. Oh, I've seen pierogies bigger than that too. Mm, Generally not. That's the general size of a pierogi. Oh, okay. Uh, and I, and I used to, there used to be a Polish shop I used to get them from in Brooklyn, and that's mm-hmm. that's what the pierogi is. Okay. It's like a dumpling. Right. Okay. So, but that was earlier. That was definitely breakfast. No. <laughs> it was. Mm-mm. It was because I know because I took my meds after I ate them. That's because you did it. It was all like late. eleven, maybe eleven thirty. I think it was. I made pierogi and steak. It was later than eleven. It wasn't. Okay. I'm telling you, it was okay. morning. Okay. It was a proper breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um. So the pierogi reminded me of, I talked about this before, about the sauce that I, the gravy that I got from my mom, from my grandma. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandma also made pierogi um, because she had Polish neighbors. Mm-hmm. And she also made potato pancakes. Latkes. Well, she would call them potato pancakes, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, soft and salty on the inside, perfect mm-hmm. crisp. I don't know if there's, where does that world exist? Where black women, Italian women, and Polish women, and Irish women live on the same floor with their families and their husbands and their children and are teaching each other how to make the dishes of their homeland. So that wasn't my experience. My mother made latkes. My mother uh, made shepherd's pie. Well, it would be not your mom because my mom made those things too. But by then, it's, it's ingrained. I'm talking about... The awe, the awe that I would have to see whoever taught your mom where they got it from. That's my point. Okay. So my mother made, I said shepherd's pie. She would make, she would uh, go out and get pierogi. She would do latkes. Um, she was always doing something Italian. Mm-hmm. Um, I think more than, like, my mother didn't have the experience of living on the floor right. with all these different people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that for my family it was more handed down from 
working in different places. Ah, yes. And working for different people. Right. So you learn I mean, to make you different live in dishes. New York, so well, they're gonna know some pierogi, not some. You're gonna know pierogies. Well, yeah, but and pierogies aren't. She was, nobody's making them from scratch, like farmers market or Polish markets, whatever. Right. But the no, other my stuff, grandma made them from scratch. Pierogi. Yeah. Hmm. She made pierogi from scratch, and she made um, all the things, all the ethnic inspired dishes. Mm. She was making them from scratch. Yeah, I don't think. I think pierogi is probably the only thing my mother wasn't doing from scratch, but. Even the gravy Everything else. that my grandma made. There was no can anything involved. Right. My mom was like, all right, we're going to still make this authentic, but mm-hmm. um, if it was canned, it was like canned from the garden that you have had canned for six months or whatever. Right. Um, but she used actual tomatoes and et cetera. But now here I am. I don't cook jack shit. That's not true. I mean, I do, but not really. I'm not living up to my mom and my grandmom's stuff. <sighs> Um, maybe not with frequency, but with quality. Aw, thanks. You were just downstairs and like, I feel like making some cookies. Not even feel like making some cookies. I feel like some cookies. Yes. And you made them from scratch. I did. Well, that was because when we went for our, I guess, soon to be monthly trip to the store, mm-hmm. um, I bought cookies that were ready, prepared. Um, that didn't hit right. Uh-uh. I could just taste the the non-homemadeness in mm-hmm. them. And I just didn't like them. And I remembered, again, unfortunately, I only remember to make the things while I'm in the kitchen with them. Mm. Right now, I couldn't tell you anything about how to make those cookies. That's, in my experience, the sign of good cooking. Mm. It's not not the math of it, especially with baking. Baking is math. Baking is, if this is off, everything's blown. Everything's off, right. So say, like, I just did this and there is no measuring. It's just I know. Right generally that comes with so what i have to do sometimes with baking powder and baking soda i often forget which is which which is which Mm -hmm. and how much there's one that's always a quarter teaspoon Mm -hmm. really tiny amount and one that's usually a teaspoon Mm -hmm. and i never remember so what i do is depending on what i'm making i'll look up a a recipe for something similar i think soda is a small one right you asking me (laughs) and then one always comes in a cylindrical container and one comes in a box so the one that comes into the box is the refresher one. Right. You can use it in your laundry. You can use mm-hmm. it to clean with. I use it to brush my teeth. Whatever. And then the other one, you don't. Mm-hmm. So I just have to look it up. That's the one thing I always have to look up because I can't remember. But yeah, my cookies came out 10 times better than those. And they lasted all of two minutes. So dude, for real, like I got to chill. It's not your job, but I do feel like I'm eating too much and not working out enough i don't see any differences yet and i i gained four pounds since the beginning of this and i haven't gone over that Mm -hmm. but it's just i mean the fact of the matter is it's it's kind of all of us right now i know um our opportunities to exercise and do different things do certain things don't really exist anymore right we're forced to sit at home all day yep And and we have all the goodies all the goodies so it, I don't know what there is to do I'm just going to say, for the record, um, like, I know I feel supported. I don't feel like you're, like, side-eyeing me, like, bitch, if you eat another cookie. <laughs> but we're very different. And I've said, that, said this here on Good Talk many times. But you, particular men in general, and you in particular, can drop weight quicker, can gain weight in the right places, whatever that might mean. 
It's um, all in my dick. Right. You can do that. Can you imagine a world where that exists? Where all the, well, we've talked about how we don't know. Right. That's not a thing. I know. We still. don't want that. Mm-hmm. Um, can we talk about your penis? <laughs> Damn it. I should have known that was coming. I walked right into that. Yeah, I appreciate it. Good luck. We've had some late themes lately, so yeah, man, like appreciate that, it. that one episode was like 40 minutes. No, it was 53 minutes in, and then we ended at like an hour 10. Sorry. Anyway, we don't have to talk about your penis. It's a work of art, though. Let's just leave it at that. So, um, y'all, ha- you should just let that one just live in the air. No. Don't cheapen it with an ew. I'm always going to cheapen I it. I said your penis was a work of art. I'm always going to cheapen it. That's fine. That's fine. That's okay. Anyway, you gaining weight is not the same as me gaining weight. And I am self-conscious of that. Mm-mm. And I'm already taking on eating habits. Where's the... I have proof. Oh, okay. So, you brought home... Why are you crinkling the whole bag into the microphone? Some Chester's Puffcorn. Mm-hmm. I've never even heard of this. <laughs> and I'm thinking it's an off-brand, but this is actual Chester the Cheetah. Yeah. Why is he not have his regular logo? What What is this? Be is happy. this like an Aldi's Be Chester? happy I didn't bring the butter one home. Because uh-huh. the butter one is like movie popcorn. Ooh. Okay. So. So there was a point where I had... Let me finish what I was saying. A mild please. love affair with those, but continue. With these or the yes, butter ones? With those. Yeah, these are. These those, are I see the butter ones too. But these yeah. are nice. Mm-hmm. So you bring these home and it's movie night like every other night. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the movie, not movie night. And tonight, last night, it was a double feature. A triple if you count. Ew. <laughs> and, and this is where we end up having <laughs> hidden episodes. Wait, but seriously? It's not dirty, dirty, but how do we not, on Good Talk, talk about bonnet blowjobs in the middle of Marvel movies? <laughs> how do you not? <laughs> that's like, that. you said that sometimes you listen, and that's how you get the titles. Well, we don't even have to talk about it, but that still has to be the title. That's what... <laughs> and people just listen to the whole thing and be like, that bitch never talked about bonnets or and that's, blowjobs. That's why it can't be the title. Oh, okay. Anyway. Because that's just unfair. <sighs> Um, I still think that's the topic, but so you bring these home, mm-hmm, amongst other things. Amongst other things, and oh, that's what it is. It says oven baked. Unlike popcorn, no hulls or hard kernels. No hulls. Hulls. Oh, okay. You know what a hull is. <laughs> so Maisie can eat these because Maisie has a tough time with hulls and kernels. Mm-hmm. Um, so I taste one, and I'm like, oh, this is tasty. Now. Which is funny because I do remember you being like, "What well, is this bullshit? What is this nonsense? Get this shit out of here. <laughs> what? This cheap looking shit? I thought it was like dollar store or something. Right. Anything that has the price pre-printed on it mm-hmm. uh, feels kind of bodega-esque to me. It, yeah, it is. Okay. It is. Um, They're tasty. And my trainer always taught me, if you have something like this, pour yourself a serving. I saw that little fake ass bowl you put right. on it. Put so I'm up. like, put them in a bowl. Don't eat out the back. Mm-hmm. Put them in a bowl. Even if you come back multiple right. times, still eat them in the bowl and not the bag. Because mm-hmm. even if you go back three times, that's not the whole bag. But if you have the whole bag, you're going to eat the whole bag. Right. So I didn't eat the whole bag, but I got damn close. And I'm starting to not give no fucks. I usually have some general light discipline. 
mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to have some ice cream. I have a scoop, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm not really the eat out the ice cream container person. Right. But I'm becoming that person. I'm the sit down on the couch with the bag of chips. I've never been that person. Yeah, that's my whole life. I see. Um, but you can afford to do that. You've also been an athlete, sometimes competitive, for your whole life. So it's just, I can't eat the way you eat. Mm. I I don't know how you don't become this person in this circumstance, though. This is an extreme, extreme number of things happening at once. I know, of course. That result in, we're not going outside. Nope. We're not going to work. Nope. We don't get to exercise. We don't. We barely get any fresh air. Yep. You just happen to decide that you want to watch every MCU movie. Oh God! Before this, by the way. Before this, right? So now we're having movie nights because I don't think we're getting through these as fast as we are now. If things are normal. No, of course not. Watching one a week here and there. Sometimes we come back from the office and be like, "Oh, not tonight." Right. Now there's nothing else. What to else do. is there? So I had the nerve to watch. Gal. Gallant Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy, which I'm still kind of lukewarm on. I needed to watch it. You liked it. it last night. You said it was fun. I said it was a good time. Mm-hmm. Fun and a good time were different. Um, it was okay. I mean, like I said, it wasn't meant to be... To it, was the, a, it was a palate cleanser. Right, because you're coming off a of Civil War. Correct. Um, and then... Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Like, where, how did that even happen? Like... You asked me if I'd ever seen it. And I was like, yeah, a bunch of times. The next thing I know, I'm, no, che- I'm cheering him on. I said, have you ever seen it? And for mm-hmm. some reason, you took it as a challenge. Like, no, no, no. I've seen it like, I've seen it seven times. You can put it on right now. Matter of fact, put it on right no, now. No, I did not say that. That's exactly I just what, said, that's, wow, I've seen it so many times. I've seen it like seven times. And then and you followed, put it on. No. Matter of fact, put it on right now. I would not have put it on. I didn't make it through the whole oh, movie. No, you didn't. You tried. Yeah. I, I, would, I, I enjoyed yeah. it. I love that movie. It's a good time. Yeah. I didn't see it in the movie theater, but... Neither do I. Um, it's a good time. And it's just so well done. Yeah, I think they were. I think they're working on two now. They are. Mm-hmm. They are. Um, it's scheduled for next year. No, it's actually scheduled for twenty twenty two. Sounds right. Yeah. Along with, I think Black Panther. That's twenty twenty four. No. Black Panther is scheduled for four years from now. Really. Really? Huh. It's ridiculous. All oh, right, because they, they've got a bunch of other movies that they need to do beforehand. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, um, there's not... There's not a lot of room to not fall into creature comforts and food and all the things. I ate a pint of Talenti last night. I know, I saw that. I ate a pint of cheesecake Talenti last night. I saw night. that. It didn't do anything for me. You let me taste some of it. I didn't really enjoy it either. Like the caramel was weird. I don't. I, that wasn't a caramel. Was it? That was um cherry, like you would pour over a cheesecake. Oh, yeah, that wasn't. <laughs> that wasn't enjoyable. But I still ate it. Um. Because I can't help myself. See, I don't know that about you either. Not being able to help myself. Mm-hmm. I'm a consumer. I've seen you walk away you? from things. No, I was wrong. Black Panther Two comes out May 6, twenty twenty two. No, you and Maisie and actually Cole marvel all the time at me eating speed and volume. Sure, but I also see you not eat things. I see things last longer in your presence than they would in mine. Hmm. So, I don't know. I'm worried. I'm worried about my heart slowing down to like six beats that a minute. That too. But I'm being selfish right now and petty and I'm thinking about my body and how I want my body to still turn you on even mm. during a global pandemic you literally said all the weight is going to my ass and i'm yeah. like 
And? <laughs> I mean, there's limits. Okay. There's limits to what you want, you know. You want your body to be even for the most part. You got enough thigh to support more ass. You'll be okay. I do. Because, you know, thick thighs save lives. I don't know if you know that or not. You know I'm going to end up... Don't. You know. How about you don't? <laughs> but how? Anyway. Um, Can they be used as a flotation device? <laughs> That's what she said. In case you didn't remember. I think they're great in case of famine. Why? Because you can eat them? Yeah. You know how much meat that is? The meat on my thigh, just the thigh, not like my leg, just hip to five. knee. Hip to knee. Would feed a family of five for like a week. That's a smooth Thanksgiving for 15 people. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Mm-hmm. Huh. You like how I'm turning my leg back and forth so you can see all the different angles? With your rickety rocket knee. <laughs> my knee's a mess. My knee is a mess. Um, so it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So you finished Takashi. I did. Just as Shout out to everybody out. responsible for putting that work of art together. It's a great podcast. It was well done. Really well done. Really well, well researched. I was telling um, my ex-husband to listen to it. And I told him that it's like the best of the investigative journalism pieces um, that, that we Chris, love to read. That Chris Lighty Mogul podcast series was really good. Mm-hmm. I I think honestly the Chris Lighty is better than the, the Takashi. But wait, these are two different. Po- oh, okay, I see. Just, right. Well, but Chris still is no longer with still. us, so it's it's a it's going to be a whole ratchet, you know. And Chris had twenty years in the business. I think it would be hard to compare them because we're talking about so much more ratchet up emotion and et cetera. I think I'm more talking to the quality of the production oh, okay. than the story itself. Got it. Like those two things you can't, no, you can't really compare. How they're done, how they worked, I think the lighting works a little All bit right. better overall. Um, I need to probably listen to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, might be slightly triggering for me which is why I didn't want to listen to it in the first place why is that I don't know I oh never mind I know why yeah well just... <clears throat> no I don't happen to believe that that theory that um, what theory there's a lot of theories around his death that it didn't happen the way people oh I, the way yeah. it was ruled mm-hmm. um but I don't know there's, there's a, a lot of there's always a lot of theories there's always a lot of theories um, his daughter and my older daughter were friends, so hearing about it as a... Is that your phone or... Yeah, I'm going to turn this off. Hearing about it as a um, a parent, you know, at the school and dealing with those things is a lot different than dealing with it as a industry person. And both sides was really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, infamous lit some fire under me so we're compiling a list of projects at this point yep um some of them are finishing projects of yours like for just written stuff yep then there's the podcast that we want to launch you asked me today about when we would look at having other people come onto the network yeah i i have this ridiculous vision of like other quarantine like Mm -hmm. once you can get tested 
people are getting tested and coming up in here into our bedroom while we're <laughs> petering around and trying to get up and sitting here where we're sitting right now across from each other and doing their podcast and right. then leaving and like, bye. That's usually not how, quite how it works. <laughs> you don't say. Usually folks record what? their podcast and hand it into whatever network they're working well, with. Well, I want to have a complete salon situation going on here. I think there's room to do that once the office opens back up. But here, yeah. yeah. Well, well it's, it depends on who is, yeah. is coming in, but um, you know, at some point, maybe my brother's being the guest host on the show while laying in the bed, mm-hmm. as he is wont to do. I just found uh, photos from New Year's Eve um, that you took of me and Twin and Chris in the bed, um, kicking. Mm-hmm. It's such a pure. Uh, For those who don't know, moment. Chris is my brother. Chris is your brother. Twin is my twin. And we all spent New Year's Eve together, and we all ended up in the same bed together the morning after, and it was very insane. It was, it was a lot. <laughs> it was very a lot. Um, there was a lot of emotion, mm-hmm. a lot of encouraging yelling. I guess I'll call it. Uh, no, that was just yelling. That was just yelling. If you can take it as encouragement, good for you. Right. But it was yelling. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. No about one. You. So Chris is a straight shooter. Um, Supremely. And that's actually an understatement. And my twin, who I'm not going to explain why mm. she's my twin. Do that's, I have to? It's another episode. I think it's another. Right. It's a, that, my twin yeah. was here visiting from uh, Tucson. Mm-hmm. And she was sharing with your brother all the things that she's going through right now. Mm-hmm. And your brother decided he wasn't hearing her nonsense. My brother is very much a suck it up and keep going kind of dude. Right. And 99% of folks, if my if 99% of the people spoke to you the way my brother speaks to you, you'd probably push your teeth in. Right. My brother has a way of yelling and cursing you out. That makes you realize he's on your team. And makes you somehow feel better about your circumstance. Yeah, that's true. It's it, it, it it's it's fascinating. He'll be a great like TED Talk well, emotional speaker. I think it's fair to Can you say. Can imagine him doing a TED Talk? No, I can't. <laughs> as a matter of ama- fact, be amazing. He would just be like, "So what's your deal? Shut the fuck up." Nobody gives a shit. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, at the party itself, I just saw him talking to my twin in the corner like hands moving around but the the, the music's on so I don't really know what's happening right. and then the next morning they're talking and he was like I don't give a fuck about you and this nonsense suck it up and be perfect and be excellent right because we all got shit with us everybody does so my brother, and I'm not one of those people mm-hmm. I'm not a suck it up person right I believe in well what's going on let's talk it out do you need therapy you need meds you need sobriety, you need recovery. What is it that's keeping you from doing all the things you need to do? Mm-hmm. And even I think there's a place for his, I don't want to call it rhetoric, but his bedside manner? All of the above, actually. Yeah. And my so my brothers suck it up really, there's folks who do suck it up like, fuck it, it's not that big a deal. My brother suck it up is more a matter of perspective. Right. Like you're gonna be all right. It's- right, and he also means what I mean because suck it up might mean therapy, meds, recovery, da, 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 da. Right, 
you know, the world in which he works. My, my brother's an advocate for all of those. Of course. So when he says suck it up, he doesn't mean don't do any of the things people right. tell you to do. Just suck it up. Right. Because there are people who say don't treat depression, mm-hmm. treat it with the Lord or just get right. up or just go whatever. He's not being that person. Much like you, if you have an issue and you say you're not doing X, Y, and Z, right. his, well, go do X, Y, and Z and then And then something. come back. Right. Correct. Whether it's money, whether it's mental health, whether it's just whatever it is. Right. Did you do the basic things first? Come back and, and cry to me. The hierarchy you got the, of needs. Right. Yeah. Um, which I'm fascinated by, which you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's because of his attitude that I ended up writing a story about Chris mm-hmm. um, for level.medium.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's also a story that allows him to be as abrasive of course. as he is. Of course. The One of the first things he ever said to me is, I got AIDS. 30 years ago. And somehow, and somehow made it a punchline. And it was a punchline. You know what I got? <laughs> I got AIDS. And I was like, all right, so I'm totally doing a story on this person. Right. Um, shit, what did you just say that I was like, I need to look that up? I don't know. I say so many things that you look up <sighs> because you don't believe what I'm saying. I've, 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 I've um, <laughs> mellowed. No, you have. On that. I don't. Oh, it was the hierarchy of needs. Mm-hmm. It's so important. What are they again? So the bottom is physiological, mm-hmm. which is food, water, shelter, breathing, shelter, clothes, sleep. Um, next up is safety and security. Mm-hmm. That's health, employment, property, family, and social stability. Mm-hmm. After that is love and belonging, which is friendship, family, intimacy, and a sense of connection. After that is self-esteem which is confidence, achievements, the respect of others. And at the top is self-actualization, which is morality, creativity, spontaneity, and acceptance. Where are you? Hmm. It's weird because I feel like the hierarchy is a jumble to some Mm. degree. Well, let me do it to you this way. It's without the, all the explanations. It's physiological, safety, love and belonging, esteem and accomplishments, and then self-actualization, achieving one's potential. Um, probably, I'm probably caught between esteem and... Love and belonging. No, it's right under it. No, esteem and confidence. Oh, so, so the top and the next. Right. So that's self-actualization. So, so between self-actualization and, and esteem. self-esteem. Right. Because, yeah, I think that's kind of where I am. Um, I think our projects and my approach to projects reflects that a lot, actually. Of course. And what's interesting about this for you is how you have, how quickly you went from one part of the triangle to the there was you like kind of barrel through. There was some kind of quantum. There was some quantum leaps in there for sure. Hell, fucking yeah! Because I mean, the the first line is really material. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, food, shelter, physiological needs, breathing, food, water, shelter, clothing, and sleep. Right. Those people should not be thinking about those goddamn memes talking about if you don't get out of this quarantine with right. three side hustles and a book, right. then you was never about it. Nah, nigga, I was trying to breathe and eat <laughs> and sleep. Right. I mean, the fact that even now, 
sleep is a challenge for us both mm-hmm. and it's a task for us both mm-hmm. and that's what i mean about the jumble um well, no there's this way that's not like you can you can take i feel like you can take the hierarchy and make it very like delineated and stagnant and me personally i think there's room for like i'm one and five there's there's some of Mm-mm. that in there as well Mm-mm. you either have your physical needs covered or you don't because we have our sleep covered we have a bed. We have, whether we appreciate that's, that's, that's shelter. To yeah, me. sleep means a safe place to sleep, not good sleep habits, because our sleep hygiene is wrong. But our sleep is there for us to. I have take it. sleep to mean sleep because breathing is breathing. We don't have bad breathing habits. You don't need to have it. You have to have a habit to sleep. You don't have to have a habit to breathe. But that's my point. I think. I mean, okay, so maybe you can't be one in five. Are your physiological needs covered? Yes, they are. You have everything you need to cover them. And even with sleep, you have what you need to get a good night's sleep. What you do with that is on you. But you have it. You have melatonin. I have Seroquel. We have a nice comfy bed. We have alarm clocks. We have everything we need to get good sleep. We're just not. I could sit here and hold my breath indefinitely. Mm. But you have it. You have your physiological needs covered. Safety and security, health, employment, family and social stability and then love and belonging friendship family intimacy a sense of connection um and then self-esteem confidence achievement respect of others i definitely think we can kind of like go back and forth through two of them well one of five is being being extreme but yeah i think there's a there's there's gonna be some some shades yeah for sure um there's um and i wish i could remember who the philosopher was i don't have my phone near me um, but there's a philosopher who had a theory about the camel, the lion, and the baby. Okay. And it essentially pointed to sort of those last two, or particularly the last one, uh, in the hierarchy of needs, where the camel carries burdens and carries um, issues and things with them and they just store it away they store it away mm-hmm. they keep functioning and they, but they, they're not happy they're just functioning and dysfunction essentially mm-hmm. um, the lion is beginning to shed some of that and be more um, self-aligned more self-esteem because of the like the loud the yelling they're in the space where they're being more boisterous to kind of find mm-hmm. their voice and mm-hmm. do all the things. Mm-hmm. Then you have the baby, which represents absolute freedom. The baby doesn't care about what you think of it or what is or what you look at it as. It's so just doing what it's doing. We're supposed to be one of those things, or we're supposed to identify all those parts in us. The goal is to become the baby. Oh, generally speaking, most of us are the camel, right. and the goal is to become the baby. Interesting. I wish I could. Can you look it up for me, actually? Yes, I'm just gonna look up. Lion, baby, and camel. Yep, and philosophy. Um, while I'm looking that up, I have always looked to the hierarchy of needs to determine whether or not I thought someone would make a good mate. Mm-hmm. Because if you're in one place, mm-hmm. the other person needs to be in the same place you're in. Or that's a great indication that shit's going to be a mess. Mm, did we match up, though? Um, I feel like you bought low and... Not sold high, but yeah, we matched I up. Like, I feel like you got a bargain. We matched up. We weren't at the same exact spot, mm-hmm. but you weren't too far behind me. Um, I think I was barely climbing out of one. Let me see. Mm-hmm. 
No, because you know where you are could be situational. Like I've been one before because I wasn't well, mm-hmm. and as soon as I got my shit together, I was back to my normal three. Right. So to me, it's about where have you ever been? Have you ever been? If you've ever been to the mountaintop, then you get credit for that, even if you go back down right. to one. If you know what that looks like and feels like, and you know how to move I don't know in if that space. Been, I don't think I've ever been to the last step. Okay. If you've been to three and four, mm-hmm. and you're down to five because of a time frame, mm-hmm. that's a little bit different. Okay. I have to know that you know what that feels like. Because situationally, I was not it. <laughs> um, I don't know. I was one, two. Probably more like two. Your phil- phil- physiological needs were met. Mm. From what I could see. Uh, it's Nietzsche. Oh, that makes sense. Nietzsche's three metamorphoses. Um, I wish there was like... Oh, I see. So you're supposed to have... The, the whole being a baby thing is about the idea of being inquisitive and um, wanting knowledge even before you can pursue it. You mm-hmm. know, there's that freedom to just like, I want all the things. Right. I don't care that I can't do the things with it. Right. Um, but I need a better this is like somebody's long what does it mean to be a lion the lion is the king of beasts the lion spirit says I will and that's the whole of the law the camel becomes a lion when the subject of spiritual transformation having ventured into the desert discovers that God is dead and surmises that everything is permitted that's a little a well, childlike spirit. Talking about nihilism yeah, at yeah. That point. A childlike spirit is vital to happiness, health, and well-being. The t- the child, Nietzsche says, is innocence and forgetting. A new beginning, a sport, a self-propelling wheel, a sacred yes. The lion becomes a child when the individual who says "I will" ceases to affirm their values contrary to the law of "Thou shalt," and affirms them instead for the sport of creation. The spirit now wills its own will in its own. It's so basically you're going from the external motivation to the internal. Mm-hmm. So where are you? Are you a camel, a lion, or a child? I think I'm a lion mm-hmm. at this point. Um, climbing out of a camel. Ew. That's a weird visual. <laughs> oh, you're not a Star Wars fan. You wouldn't get the Tauntaun reference. The what now? There's a scene in, I can't remember if it's Jedi or which one it is, where Luke is on this barren ice planet. Mm-hmm. And he's stranded out in the wilderness. And it's just blizzards and glaciers everywhere. Kind of like that secret world where Superman was in Superman 3 or 2 with Lex Luthor. Talking about the Fortress Luthor. of Solitude. Yeah. No, worse. Oh. Fortress of okay. Solitude is where Superman wanted to be. He was oh, fine. Okay. This was just barren. Was like, that icy too? He would take out those little... I- Sorry, go ahead. Those were ice. Those were crystals. Oh, okay. So he's on... He's basically in order to survive... He has, the Tauntaun looks like a camel, essentially. Mm. He has to cut open a camel, mm. gut it, and sleep inside for warmth. Ew. That poor camel. Tauntaun. Well, wasn't it bloody in there? It was survival. Didn't, didn't matter. Ugh. So, that's, when you say coming out of a camel, that's oh, where okay. I go to. Got it. Um, yeah, I think... I think I'm the baby. I can see that. You. I want to do all the things and I don't want to hear anything about how they have to be done. You lack a lot of fucks. 
Yeah, I don't. Mm-mm. I think the older you get, the closer to being a baby you are. And I think, well, no. Which we say that. Ch- it can, it can be the, I mean, it can be the exact that. opposite as well. True. But we also say that jokingly, like you lose your teeth and mm-hmm. you wear the pens and all the other well, things that become order. elderly, yeah, yeah. elderly. But yeah, the older I am, much less fun. Like the, the older we become, it's very easy to devolve into the camel. I think there are a lot of people who start off as a baby and end as a camel. I think it also depends on... Because they, they look at the burden of responsibility and it becomes a heavier burden and it restricts them. I think it depends on else. what your responsibilities are. Like, for example, I know I'm never going to retire. There's never going to be a time yeah. where I'm going to be like, retirement. Right. I've never worked anywhere long enough. Every quarter I get those sad little letters from Social Security that's like, if you retired at 50, you're going to get... And then it'll be like $17.67. Right. So I'm going to work forever mm-hmm. and I'm just lucky that I like what I do. Um, so that that adds to it, I think, to the baby status because it's like everything has to stay new mm-hmm. and I have to keep doing it this way because this is, I got, I'm 46. Right. I'm not retiring. And But somebody in the exact same situation as you can, like I said, become the camel because the pressure of, right. I got to do this forever and it's the next book and the next podcast. It's a, it's, it's a it's a weird road when you try and live off of books and podcasts. Yeah. That can be a very scary and very burdening thing when you have family looking at you as well. Of course. Um, Speaking of which, I just signed a contract for a book yesterday. That was pretty exciting. I do have my phone with me, actually, oh. as I'm getting messages. So unprofessional. So unprofessional. You signed a contract. I did. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Uh, how much can you say about the project at this point? Everything. It's in Publishers Weekly. And I mean, I'm not talking about how much money I got for it or anything. Well, no. But I can say anything else. $19.95. What? $19.95. Well, it's $19.95. Your contract. Oh, yeah. 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 So. Um, it's called Keep Your Head Up. It's based on interactions I had with a student named Derek. I don't can I, can I say now where? Yeah, at Elizabeth High School in Elizabeth, New Jersey. And um, we reconnected a decade after he was my student. I wrote a post about it on Facebook. It did things and people liked it. And I've never seen viral on Facebook. That was interesting to watch. Yeah, that happens. I mean, it happens, but I've never seen it up close. Oh, I've, I seen, see. I've seen it more with Twitter than I've seen of it with course, Facebook. Of course, of um, course. I've never had a post that was viral mm. anyway. And this wasn't even viral. This was just my version of viral. Like, this is not mm. actual viral. This is mini viral. Wait, the Today Show didn't pick it up. No. Um, it was close to being there, but it was not. Um, but what it did do was opened me up to an audience of folks who wanted to connect with me and add me as a friend and send me DMs. Just some really awesome, wonderful folks um, who saw a lot of themselves in Derek and saw a lot of their own students in Derek. Um, I'll wait. I'm listening. Come on. Hey, I, I can say. You can't just, anyway, go ahead. Anyway, um, yeah. So wait, I can't say like that sitting across from you and doing this, it's uncomfortable if you're on your phone while I'm talking. I'm checking a message. No, I'm not saying that you don't have a right to do it. I'm just telling you that it's a thing. I'll wait and leaving dead air. Anyway, continue. So yeah, uh, there was a great 
reaction to that post. My agent saw it and thought it would make a good chil- good children's book. And here we are. Simon & Schuster, Denise Milner Books. Summer, Summer of 2021. Yeah. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I'm excited. Now I'm excited. what? Now we get the second <laughs> one out. Um, I came up with another idea. I wrote it and rewrote it and rewrote it. And I have more edits to do on it. And I'm going to send it back in the next month. Hopefully by the end of the month. And we'll see what happens. I signed a much less lucrative and impressive contract today myself. Did you? Yeah. Um for a piece coming out on level.medium.com on Monday. Level.medium.com. You gotta love it. <laughs> you gotta love Level. What up, Peter? Love. I feel like Peter listens to this. Peter is, uh, if he doesn't know it, he's a He won't take credit for show. it. He won't take credit for it. I just told him today how much I appreciate having him to work on my pieces. I can be very, I don't know what the word is. Aaliyah. <laughs> I can be difficult. Mm-hmm. I'm difficult to edit and I'm difficult to write for. Mm-hmm. Um, but he usually knows how to calm me down and get work out of me. I mean, I can't remember what story it was where I was like, "I'm done here." I said, "I can't do it," and I wrote him this long, drawn out email. Oh, that was Chris actually. <laughs> and I was like, "I'm so sorry, I couldn't come through," and I'm not writing this story. Silence. <laughs> Just didn't even respond. Mm-hmm. And then when he did, what did he say? Nah. <laughs> I feel like he was like, okay, so, yeah. No, because the, the issue, if I remember correctly, the issue you're having at the time is one that's come up a couple times since Level and since I've known you, was you being a part of the story and being somewhat so centered hard. in the story. So hard for me And the do. story with Chris was very much that as well. Right. And it and made you uncomfortable. And I was trying to write out, right around that. Right. And I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Especially after I lost our first interview. Right. So then the second interview and the subsequent ones um, were a lot looser. Mm-hmm. And I just knew that I was going to have to talk about how we met. Uh, I'll put a link to the story in the show notes. In the show also. notes. I love the show notes. I don't, have you looked at show notes before? Um, no. They're not that impressive. <laughs> but the word is impressive. <laughs> um. More impressive was the story. No, yeah, I'll, I'll put a link to that. I'm proud of the story, but mm-hmm. it's still even. Uh, it's still hard. It's still hard for me to put myself in the story. I still feel like get out of the way and let the story tell itself. That's my training. I think there's a phase where that. There's phases and realms where that make a lot of sense, but when you have 20 years of experience, right, and I you've know. met all the people and you've written right. about all the things. A lot of the the reflections looking back are, I think they're really important on top of just being interesting and entertaining. You're working on a feature now of a story that you wrote 10 years ago. Ugh. And And I'm also already dreading figuring out the first person thing. but But I overheard you talking to Peter a little bit and you talked about the language in the story itself and how right. that would, how it wouldn't fly today and just how Correct. even that has changed. Correct. And to whatever extent you can acknowledge that in the subsequent story, I think even that is a big thing to look at. I also have some PTSD around this piece. Um, it's one of two stories that I've gotten death threats for that were credible enough to contact authorities. 
um, where my children's identities were posted online. I was, they, people doxed the holy hell out of me for a full weekend. Mm -hmm. And I was just, I remember my ex having to physically take my phone away from me because I couldn't stop refreshing Twitter. Right. And reading all these, like I remember people like Bossy and Lovey and all my social media, and Tarana even. I remember people being like, who's trying to comfort? Those are some hellified name drops, okay? by the way, but continue. Those are my people. And, you know, and 10 years ago, they were still awesome, but it mm-hmm. was a different world. Right. So them 10 years ago were like, who is trying to comfort Elias King? That's what I need to know. Mm-hmm. And they had to fall back. Cause people was like, look, bitch, we're going to be you too. Go sit down. And they're like, okay, sorry, Aaliyah. I don't. <laughs> this is an angry mob. Right. These are people with pitchforks, you know, bales of hail, hay, whatever. Um, and they've so been attacked still, with a bale of hay. And I would imagine it's not very comfortable. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's, it's a thing. But, but revisiting that. and I want to reach out to someone who came at me. Like one of the more... Um, really mm. terrible things. I still have all the DMs. Right, they're still sitting there. Um, to see how they evolved or haven't. Right, I'd be looking interested in looking at their profiles and see. Um, I'd love for somebody to be like, you know what, I was wrong. Not for an apology, but just like this is how we've grown. I wouldn't be surprised if there's someone from then mm-hmm. who is identifies as LGBTQIA today, right, or works in those spaces. Um. Yeah, I made a lot of mistakes in that piece. I was doing I was doing my best, mm-hmm. but I made a lot of mistakes. So it's interesting that such a I'm going to call it a seminal piece didn't age the way you'd wanted to. And like I don't even know at a point you realize how it aged in terms of the language and everything else. I wasn't 100% satisfied with it at the time. Mm-hmm. Um I there was a rush on it. And I didn't have a chance to sit with it as long as I normally would have. Right. I was also going through some mental health trauma at the time. Mm-hmm. I was working on a book at the time, a book that never saw the light of day. Um, but I had to make it happen some kind of way. Um, it was a very stressful time. So I may have caught some of the things that made its way into the final piece. But uh, I mean, some of that seemed like some of the issues that you talked about seemed like just matters of the lexicon as well. It wasn't even so much like oversight. It was just the language or the lack of language that we had at the time. Right. But also, I think. And I I guess we have to be careful, too, because we can't get into. Right. We can't really talk about it because we haven't even explained what the hell we're talking about. Right. Um, But I mean, folks can guess the general subject matter, but still. Right. We'll wait. Mm -hmm. Um, But either way, it's tough. And I told Peter today that I don't want to be the person who's just always looking back. And, oh, let me tell you about this time that I, oh, let me, and then. But at the same time, you could legitimately write a weekly column of you looking back. I can, and I have. <laughs> um, I did for quite some time um, at Very Smart Brothers. Mm-hmm. But I still feel weird about, I want to make sure that my some, some of my content is fresh and now. I don't want sure. everything I do to be a mm-hmm. look back. Right. But I also am not going to shy away from I've I've it's been good for me as a journalist to put some of these things to bed. To bed. Mm-hmm. Like the Biggie Bell, I feel like it's really even though I don't know where it is still. What up, boo? Are you listening? Boogie, I need you to find the belt. Um, but even that. I mean, Boogie and Frank were both of those. Situations. Biggie and Frank. Um, we're both look a look back. Biggie, not Boogie. 
Biggie and Frank. Boogie has the belt. Right. Boogie has the Biggie belt. Um, say that. Don't. Yeah. don't say I don't. Because that could go really bad. Right. Um, so I won't shy away from it, but I don't want that to be completely my lane. Yeah. Um, I find myself now in the space of trying to figure out what my lane is. Because... And I'm doing it at the... Well, you're doing it on, for lack of a better phrase, the back end. Mm. I feel like I'm doing it very much on the front end. Mm. Um, I have decided I wanted to write a publication of my own on Medium that's going to last forever long it lasts. Um, it's related to the pandemic and the isolation and everything else. Mm-hmm. It may be a short run, but um, I feel like writing about it is going to help me through it mm-hmm. and hopefully help some other folks. But I was, I think, and I realized we were having a conversation about whether or not to write it, what I want to write it, what I want to do with it, and all these different things. Um, I've, I, th- I realized it was more a matter of feeling like I was taking a, uh, taking a very serious moment and capitalizing on it, even though that wasn't the, it's not the actual intention. Um, I, even as I try to explain that, I become less and less clear. Uh, but it's very easy for me to become, based on the subject matter I want to write about, being that thing. In this case, it, it'd be the single dad kind of thing and that being the lane. And I don't know if I want to be necessarily affixed to that lane, especially since there's a lot of personal stuff attached to it mm-hmm. and all the rest of it. Like, that can go a lot of different ways. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of conversations, I think, that ha- that don't happen with single dads. Mm-hmm. that some of them come to Jesus moments and some of them just this shit's hard sometimes mm-hmm. so trying to figure out what that part is um, I think I've I feel like at this point like even in terms of, I've tried to write a reported piece I was working on a reported piece that didn't work out very well um, I now having gone through it I don't know if reported pieces speak to me um, they do I think might I'm, not right at this moment. I think I'm an essayist, ultimately. And um, I think part of the issue, too, that I was having was I was affixing a certain value to being somebody who wrote personal mm. essays. Because even looking at level, personal essays pay X. Yeah. Reported pieces pay Y. Yep. And there's a valuation that comes there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I've been writing personal essays forever. Mm-hmm. This looks like the next step because this is a bigger thing and this is a thing that gets featured blah 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 as opposed to which at level is not true everything gets equal chance to be the featured thing right whether well, it's an essay or features wrong features wrong way to put it but there's a there's an esteem to the reported piece that's different than I don't think an so. essay at least, at least from my perspective I could be but that was that was the feeling at the time that's still my feeling even now mm. um, without because it's longer it's usually n- it's not even the length. It's more involved. Because that's um, why it pays less. Not because it's more, it has some type of hierarchy. Mm-hmm. It's because it's assumed that you have to put in more hours on it. Right. Not that it's any more worthy hours than mm-hmm. person who's getting less, but it's there's also just a, There's, there's also a different hours. set of skills. And there's a different, an SAS can can't necessarily write a reporter piece and a reporter couldn't write necessarily write an essay true um but there's a level of layer labor and a level of acumen 
I think they're subscribed to reported pieces. And I think I was trying to like, well, okay, I've been doing this for a while. Let me step up. Mm. And and it's really, let me step over here. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at it as a step up. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, what? you know what? Maybe I just am an essayist. Or and maybe that's what you're doing right now. Maybe you don't have to. Right. Maybe you could be a writer. Sure. And let the chips where fall where they may after right. that. So trying to figure out where I am in all of it on top of figuring out what I want to do in terms of podcasts. Um, of which there are like seven? Seven, seven on the board. Um, which which okay. is plenty, right. Go off. <laughs> but I think more in terms of my own personal mm-hmm. trying to figure out what that is because a lot of stuff on the board right now is either... Um, you're you're featured us mm-hmm. as a tandem mm-hmm. um there's really nothing on the board that is strictly me it's outside of spn rights which technically still isn't me it's mm-hmm. my writing somebody else reading it that's you and i still want to still want to keep that format because i don't want to narrate mm-hmm. um it is more me than anything else but i think in terms of actually having my being in front of a microphone and having my voice um trying to figure out what where that is or what that looks like so all the projects and trying to navigate kind of where you are because almost I'm doing this at 42. Right. I feel like the average person who's going into this lane is doing this. No. Not at 42. Don't even. As as a professional, becoming a professional writer and creating a podcast network. Yes. What are you basing that on? Um, the podcasting college everybody went to 20 <laughs> years ago that didn't really exist? Maybe not so much the podcasting, but... Um, Even for some, the writing for somebody who's been writing since the eighth grade, um, I feel like there's a sense of what kind of writer you are, what your voice is at my age, which I don't quite have, think I've quite nailed down yet. So the difference between you and the rest of the folks is that you're still here. So there are some the for, some people who've been writing since the eighth grade who just aren't doing this anymore. Right. You just stuck around. Right. So any type of like, well, where am I in this mm-hmm. is going to come from the fact that you didn't walk away from this. But that becomes its own thing too, to stick around for as long as I have and not know. Usually if you stick around at this point, even if you're not a quote unquote successful writer, there's, you're pointing in a particular direction. Is it no. thing. No. I feel like, well, I could be wrong. No. That's just not a thing. Everybody has their own lane. Mm -hmm. Some people figure it out at 20. Some people figure it out at 70. Oh, God. I'm still trying to figure out my shit. And just as soon as I feel like I got it, and I'm like, okay, this is who I am, and this is what I do. Children's book. Right. Now I'm like, (laughs) oh, shit. So actually, this season of my life as a writer is about looking back Mm -hmm. and writing about things that have, have some time uh, I can't wait to find this stripper story. I can't wait. I thought you found it. To go over. I found, I know what issue it is, okay. but I haven't read it. Are you kidding me? You don't think you would have had to read that story 10 times by now? Can you run down the stripper story real quick? Okay, so I surely thought I did. Um, the source started having an annual sex issue in the late 90s. And uh, for the 2000 issue, shoot, was it 2000 or 2001? Mm-hmm. 
Don't well, go you, find it, please. Well, you're working. No, no. Well, you have the computer. You're working off of. Not you. It's oh. not out there. I just mean people going to be in their basements right now. Like, get the March 2000. Well, you? your search began with the Nelly video, which was right. 2002. Yeah, this was about 2000, I think. I wanted to go undercover for the sex issue and follow these two strippers through their world. Um, Well, no, 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 no. It was about being a black woman in porn. Right. So I found two women who were going to show me the set and show me to the directors. Shout out to India. Everything, but I had the option to be on set. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna wait over here for y'all because I'm not gonna actually watch the watch watch. Um, so when they were done, I was like, you know, what do we do now? And they were like, well, we're going to Atlanta because we're both dancing, featured dancers at Magic City. And I was like, I'm coming. Um, back in the day when you had corporate cards and you just go, worry about your expenses later. And India said, you should strip with us. And I was like, whoop. I told you, I did say this, but it's on the sex issue. It's in the lost, I told this story in the lost sex episode. Did you? I did. Okay. Because I remember I was like, and I said, okay, with no hesitation. Mm -hmm. And I went to Atlanta. And I remember because I talked to my boss and I said, Carlito, can I please go to Atlanta to Magic City? I mean, I've heard the story. No, no, but listen. And I was like, he was like, are you sure? Does your boyfriend know? You don't remember? And I, know, I was like, I know the story. I know, but I never told you that part about yes, lying to Carlito. You absolutely did. I didn't. It was only on the show that I told you that particular part. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, so I went to Atlanta. I uh, bought a cute little stripper girl outfit in like eight inch heels. Um, I had dreadlocks at the time, little baby dreads. And they were like, you can't strip with dreads on. Like, you got to wear a wig. And I remember being like, but why? I don't understand. I had little ponytail, two ponytails with little tiny dreads sticking out. <laughs> so I had to wear a wig. Um, yeah, and I went undercover and I stripped for the night and I made like a couple hundred bucks. And that's that. So I wrote the story and under a s- anonymous whatever pseudonym. And I never, after about, I just couldn't find it. And I just recently figured out what epi- what issue it's in. So tomorrow, I'm going to my old house into the basement. I know exactly where this issue is. I'm going to find it. So, yeah, that was 20 years ago. And I want to see it. Mm-hmm. And I want to delve back into things from that long ago. Right. But I, there's never been three or four years of my life that have been the same. Never. So just when I, right now, my lane is the chick who's always going back. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I'll still put some not going back things there but you better believe if I can find that picture of myself in my stripper outfit so, it's gonna be on all the blogs and all the websites ever so that's the thing though you, you say that your lane is now um, chick who's looking back sometimes sometimes but I've, I think I'm looking at it on a at a 10,000 foot kind of view mm-hmm. your lane has been novels and magazines and writing for those oh, and editing. Okay. That's the lane I'm talking but about. But that's not true either. Um, it hasn't always been novels. It's been all different types of books. It's been all different types of magazines. Well, when I say Some, novels, I mean books, period. So, okay, so off, as an books, author and as a reporter. And there have been magazines. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, how many things are there for you? Uh, I was a 
tow truck driver for a week. No, I mean in, I ju- in the in the in the written world. Um, it's been a lot of writing for myself, really, mm-hmm. and um, there was HuffPo, which was still essays, and then I was writing for placement, um, not ethical, but whatever, um, with HuffPo. Uh, I was writing tech reviews. What does writing for placement means? Company X says, we want to be featured in HuffPo. They slide me a few bucks. I write about them. <gasps> but they, so they were generally just name drops, not so much like, right. this place is great, or blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, companies like X. Well, right. And this is back when, so the companies didn't realize how much the value of a HuffPo mention had dropped. Right. Because at some point, HuffPo was just writing for cloud points and will publish anything mm-hmm. and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So for them, this was worth whatever. And I was getting good money just dropping names here and there. So mm-hmm. why not? Um, but the only reason at that point I was writing on HuffPo was strictly for placement. Mm-hmm. So the last probably 20 articles on HuffPo are like, shit, I, get, I can't remember. It's like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um I wrote tech reviews for a site called Techarati before that. Um, I was writing poetry. I read the Neurican a couple times as a youth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've kind of been all over and not all over, but I've kind of had spaces and things, but it never pointed to an actual career in doing it. It was just stuff that I happened to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know even now that I can call writing a career and I think now I'm working on a bigger um, umbrella of just content creation, not so much writer. Um, but writing's still obviously in my heart. So I'm saying all that to say where you, you know, 20 years into being a writer and being interested in writing, I don't, I think I'm in a space, I have been in a space up until very, very recently where it was still a, it wasn't a livable passion. Right, that's most people. There's a very rare person who can make a living as a writer. We know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even now, I couldn't. Yeah, you could. Are you kidding me? Stop. Solely as a writer? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. You could, if you really wanted to. We need to talk after the show because clearly <clears throat> I'm doing something wrong. Yeah, it would be difficult, for sure. I mean, but I, you could. Yeah, I mean, I mean you're difficult. not, you, you haven't, that I know of, if even like pushed hard. Yeah. To be like, I'm going to write here and here and here and here and here and here. So I think some of that is not knowing how to push hard. Nigga. Don't act like I've known you for 20 years. I'm just saying, I gave you my pitching pamphlet, like, date two. Mm-hmm. So don't say I haven't, get, I, I gate, secure the bag. I gave you the instruction manual to secure the bag mm-hmm. without you having to take the class. Thank you. Anyway, um, I do think that as far as writing, yeah, you're figuring it out. But I don't know if I would still allow you to say that after all this time of writing, I still don't know, blah, blah, blah. You know, like everybody's, whatever their blah, blah is, everybody else's is so radically different. Mm. So radically different. Um, I feel like, honestly, that this is like my fifth year. Because 
it's been five years with no hiccups in any of my isms. Mm. This is year five. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I would say, I was about to ask when's the party, but. This is the party. Right. Literally, this is the party. Um, I feel like this is my fifth year Mm -hmm. because this is the first time that I've been having like bump up, bump up, great, yes, yay, doing well without a fuck. Right. I just relapsed. God damn it. Or more so, it not happening with the aid of the, or that the or that. the issues correct i'm not staying up all night i'm writing a book because i'm writing a book right i'm not finishing one as much as i it pains me that it's taken me 5 years to get this book done the novel it's also a sign that i'm healthy right cuz some of the books i've written i don't remember writing um so it's all good stuff i feel like i'm 5 years in and I try not to beat myself up over the the years before mm-hmm. that, because I can't do anything about that. Right, proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> but that also even points to <clears throat> the conversation we were having before about you being worried about how your new endeavors would be viewed. Correct. Not my new endeavors. Just good talk. No one cares about how fast I can write or how much I write. I'm, I'm Because they want to be at the book release party. I'm, I'm talking specifically about the podcast stuff. Especially with it being a daily. And blah, blah, blah. It's this one only. Okay. This one only. Mm-hmm. Everything else, weekly writing practice, that's in line with uh, what we know Aaliyah to do in a sound mind. Right. Wrote a book? What do you mean she wrote in a week? Okay, we don't care. We didn't see that. And that's not affecting us. Mm-hmm. So, fine. Great. But a daily podcast with her booski who's so, like, awesome that they're doing in their bedroom. <laughs> so we're going to two-a-days to really make folks right. nervous. We're going to start doing two-a-day. That how, I'm concerned how about. How annoying would that be? <laughs> um, it is what it is. It is what it is. Now what? <laughs> um, I don't know. Are we done? We've got an hour five. I think we're good. Yeah. I'm gonna go make some more cookies. So what? wait, wait. What? So what? 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 Real quick. And, what? And by, what? By real quick, I mean not quick at all. I need you to stop plying me and cheering what? in my junk food. What are you habits. even? I don't even bring this crap here. What are you talking about? Plying is the wrong word. You cheering on. <laughs> My nonsense. That's not true. I do not do that. I did that jokingly you, like You weeks literally ago. clapped at me eating, eating a pint of last night. You cheered. No, that was this morning, actually. That was this morning. Yeah. I did. Mm-hmm. I did. You don't care about well, me. I do care about you, but I also know that <laughs> if, you have a, if you eat a pint of ice cream, then I can make more cookies, and we can just both... Tailspin. I'm telling you, it's not going to... You're not... The type of person who's gonna be like, hey, 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 all right, that's it, Fatty McFatterson. <laughs> Let's get it together here. So you remember how we talked about how annoying we are as a couple, which is also obnoxious. Um, in which way? Because we're annoying in a lot of different ways. In terms of they work together, they blah oh. blah blah, and they look alike, <laughs> and and, it, and we joked about like being like, what if we became the gym couple? How terrible Ooh. would that be? We're doing like the exact opposite. Right. Now. Everybody's we, gonna be like, "Ooh, we're both." Have you seen them lately? We're both both slowly devolving a into mess. an absolute mess. A mess. Um, 
You talk about your hair all the time. I don't know what oh the fuck's going on in my hair. I'm wearing a bonnet at all times now. <laughs> right. That's where I am now. Um, I just came to the other side, to bonnet world. I, was lo- I ain't never. I was looking at um, spring hats. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to figure out what that's going to be because- Your hair is fine. You said I'm not allowed to do bonnets, but my hair is not fine. Um, Actually, it's not fine, but it's not fine at this particular moment. Because you have like headphones and it's just whatever. Mm-hmm. And you did some weird thing. It's flattened out or something. I don't know what was going on. I'm trying to figure out how to make my hair low maintenance because I'm tired of it. I'm not tired of it, but I tired of it. cut it for you. Uh, cut it what? Cut it off. I don't want to cut it off. Like That's the problem too. If I was in a space where I could just... Once I get these nails off, which you're going to have to help me do at some point, it's going to be really painful and bloody... Um, no <laughs> they gotta come off because in a minute there's gonna be moisture on the inside mm-hmm. and it's gonna get molded in there and mildew and that's not something you want so at some point I'm gonna have to take these off um, or cut them off so once I, I get my no nails short I'm gonna twist your hair for you or braid it or whatever okay um, but I'm wearing a bonnet I just could see the me bonnet, slowly by the way the bonnet's not that bad yeah, but once it's the so, bonnet... No, actually, so here's actually the slightest little changes you made. Okay. When you first put on the bonnet, the bonnet yeah. was like to the forehead. Okay, you can't do it to that the was, forehead. That was like, you slid it back a little bit, let me see a little peek of hair. Okay, then, it was then like, that's it was, fine. It was like a little cutish. It was like, okay, that okay. works. Okay, all right. The, the, the bonnet as skull cap was can't a little work. <laughs> rough. Okay. It looked like you were about to come out the shower. So, yeah, I had to do that because... It's itchy. This thing right uh, here is itchy, so I yeah, have to push it back. That little rubber bandy um, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So bonnet is bonnet mm. until I wash it. I'm just not really ready to make that commitment. Um, but one day, you might wake up one day and be like, what the fuck is this chick doing in my bed? See, the, the thing with that, with though, is... With this bluebell ice cream eating bonnet chick. But there's there's a sliding scale to that. Like, where yeah, am I going to Where am I going to be at the same time? When I got my little, you're gonna be exactly where you are right now. No, I'm. I'm gonna have. So worse than not worse. Um, I could live with being just a big guy. Mm-hmm. The paunch mm. that is in my future. Yeah, is, I have a paunch. No. Oh. You you actually not really know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking about the over belt, over the belt oh, punch, oh, oh. where everything else looks like medium frame, and they're just but like this, just, this, this beer baby. Yeah, I know you're talking about. I rather, like that's the, that's the thing that I'm. That's what you're gonna be sleeping next to at some point. So mm-hmm. so your bonnet and all that shit is gonna be fine because I'm gonna look at myself like. So, but here's okay. the issue though. I feel comfortable saying to you when it's time, if it ever becomes time. I feel comfortable being like, all right, Shane, let's go. No, let's go. It's time. Put the cheesecake to Lindsay down. We both got to get it together. I feel comfortable saying that. You don't think I say that? You say that shit to me and I'm going to fuck you up. It's over. I'm going to start crying. I'm going to fall out onto the floor and I'm going to die. That's also where I would skip half the conversation. I would skip all the lead in. It's like, let's go for a walk. Do you feel like jogging? I want to go for a jog. Is that why you've been telling me to go for a walk lately? No, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you to go for a walk lately because I don't want you to pop in here. Because you forget. You that mean you, like get so big from eating that I pop? No, I mean the idea that you forget that you haven't been outside for four days, right? And then wonder why you're stir crazy, un- stir crazy, and and antsy. What are you gonna do? Anxiety. E. What are you gonna do? I know the rule with you. What? The body rule that makes you say, 
okay, now we got to get her in the gym. I know what it is. I won't say it here, <laughs> but I know what it is. So when it gets there, what do you say? Let's go for a walk. What if I say I don't want to go for a walk? We going for a walk. Oh, but if I ask you, oh, are you doing this because XYZ rule is now being broken? Do you say, yeah, bitch, can't you see? <laughs> are you looking at what I'm looking at? What the fuck? It's just, it's just, I don't know. I want to remember that and know that. But I also don't want to ever get there. But I'm also about to make some cookies. So, and I had some cookies already today. We but I'm had, having some more. We all had some cookies today. <laughs> and I ate half a two pound steak and half a bag of pierogi. Did you eat? You didn't eat that whole steak, did you? I ate enough of it. My God. That steak looked like a whole cow. That was about a two pound steak. That was more than two pounds. That steak looked like it came out of my thigh. So half, so not half of it, but what I did eat came from seeing if it was ready, one. Right. And then I was eating it because I was eating like chicken nuggets, essentially. I was eating these steak strips. Oh, God. And I did it. I, I made it in half a pound of butter. I saw and that. And garlic and all that. Like, yeah. I saw that. So if Corona don't give me the heart attack, well. That's a for real thing. Right. People are going to really be <laughs> fucked up. And I see my trainer. He goes in. I see him prepping his meals. Mm-hmm. And I see him working people out online. And mm-hmm. <sighs> When we get out of this, there's going to be two people. There's going to be the fitness gurus and the rest of us. Yep. The rest of us are going to be on the beach. And we're going to be all shy and modest at first. And then we're going to be like, I don't give up. And then realize that, oh, everybody fucked up. Yep. Okay, let's go. I'm going to be out there in my mankini. What the hell is a mankini? Like the Speedo, whatever. You wear Speedos? No. I had a whole conversation about us going to Miami and me not even want to take my shirt off. Oh, yeah. I You're talking about that. me wearing a Speedo. I told you the only time I wore a Speedo. No, it wasn't a Speedo. That was a oh, dance Oh, yeah, you belt. did. You did tell was me. Was that in the sex that episode? That was a good talk. Um, me running through Central Park. That wasn't in a the thong? sex episode. That was a regular episode. Okay. So, um, scramble back. Oh, wait. No, no, it wasn't the sex episode. Yeah, it's not particularly sexy, so it, it wasn't particularly sexy. I just wonder. Also, I want you to know that my period's coming soon. <laughs> what? <laughs> you waiting for the thing? <laughs> I was waiting for something else entirely. Actually, I was waiting for you to press the applause button because you know how I know how happy you are. Oh, that's true, too. When that's happening. Mm-hmm. I'm actually three days late at the moment, if you wanted to know. Um, but it should be here soon. Based on Flo's predictions, your period is now three days late. Our medical team has created a detailed survey that will help you identify the cause. Please answer the following questions and we'll figure it out together. What are the questions? Um, oh, dear. Why are you doing this to me? Oh, dear. Oh, we don't have to. It's fine. Um, no, I want to tell you what the flow. No, I don't want to do this because it's asking me. The last time I had unprotected sex. So I'm going to put this right here. And just keep on keeping on. Because um, <laughs> that's not something. But I want you to be prepared. Because it's going to be the first quarantine cycle. And you, and you have had. My cycles can be kind of intense. But we've always been able to have space. Um, and I've been able to. I think your cycles have been intense to you. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, no, yeah. Like, but they're intense to me and not enough to affect you because we have space. I don't even think it's about space. I think it's, 
Trust me, it's about space. You're about to find out. I think you'll be a lot more affected by my cycle um, in our current space mm. than you have been before. Because every time, for as long as I can remember, as long as we've been together, at least two days out of my cycle, I'm staying at the office till like two in the morning. Oh, uh, that's true too. And I'm not doing that here. Mm. Well, I can see you stayed up till two in the morning doing the things. It's not the same. Mm. Just be, um, be prepared. Know that I love you. So the cycle thing always hit me different, just in general relationships or whatever. I don't... Me being mad at a woman during her cycle or a person during her cycle about hormones, like, I can't. Like, I wouldn't expect you to. That's or, silly. Or maybe maybe mad at the concern, but exasperated or tired or annoyed. No, I don't... You don't strike me as the type to be any of those things. I still... You know, if it were you and you were going to have this time period where you're feeling things more intensely and you, mm-hmm. whatever it is, drop me a line. I like to know. I like to follow right. that away. Right. But, but I don't think but, I've ever actually been but, in it. But past the, hey, just so you know, like, it is what it is. You know, I'll be called an asshole once or twice. Maybe. Never. Whatever it is. Like, but yeah, having more so having a sense of what's happening is helpful. But it doesn't, the idea that I have to batten down the just and prepare isn't, it isn't that either. Mm-hmm. I remember last month or the month before last, I got up late, 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 like at 12. And I was just headache and just like, ugh. Was this Orange Fanta? Orange Fanta? What the hell is Orange Fanta? I knew you would be up super duper late if there was an Orange Fanta on the No, camera. that's, <laughs> um, well, see, here's the thing though. About the Orange Fanta. That's how bad things are now. That Orange Fanta means I stayed up late. Mm-hmm. Now Orange Fanta means it's Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> no, it means I'm thirsty. Right. Yeah. It means even though I have a five-gallon jug of water right there right. that I pay for, let's have some soda. I, I believe one of the things you said to me that day was, nigga, stop buying me Dr. Pepper. Yes, I did. And that doesn't mean you're not going to. You came back two days later with ginger ale. Which is this fake black person thinking? Yo, the the Canada Dry Bold is such a goddamn lie. It's so it's such a lie. So they just made it browner. Part of the reason I bought it was because I was seeing black folks on Twitter trying it for oh, the first time and acting like it was great. Like, oh my! Oh, it's so strong! It's like dope, good because I can't find any ginger beer at the moment. I'm gonna get the bold and see what it is. That shit was not. That shit was. I mean, it was bubbly, I guess. Maybe it, you just got a bum batch. No, I think that's what it is. Cause I was expect- I didn't see it. I wasn't expecting ginger beer, but I was expecting something between you were expecting bold ginger ale. Right. And you didn't get that. Did not get it. At all. So fuck you, Canada Drive. You're a liar. So I love soda, but I used to be able to save it for special occasions. Mm-hmm. And now I just drink it because it's here. To be fair, there's been a lot of special occasions. Your life is a special occasion at this point. It has been. My life has been a fucking special occasion. Shit. Fuck. This actually brings up something. Do we have any soda? <laughs> this actually brings up something I was thinking about um, today, actually. And I can't remember what episode it was. But we were talking about how fortunate we've been as of late. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we talked about your career and just stuff that's been going on with us in general. And then I began thinking about 
everything that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. And I wondered if that episode was tone deaf. Oh, okay. Just because there's so many folks going through so much shit to be like, and we, and we can do the things and we bought the, what, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. It was like, mm-hmm. if that was like, I thought that uh, for a second yesterday on my live mm-hmm. because I the week before I had talked about my custom ones right. not coming in. So they came in the other day. So I showed them yesterday and I was mm-hmm. like, is this the right tack to take? You're going to be talking about your $100 sneakers that you designed yourself. Um, I think it's okay right now, mm-hmm. but that shit could change tomorrow right, or the next day. I feel like if not, I think we're getting close to that. We may be. We may be. There's also, and I hope I don't sound cheesy for saying this, but I do know that every time I talk about what we're going to say, if I ever put, can we not talk about the Rona? It's overwhelmingly like, please, right. don't you mean, talk about lives? that shit. Yeah. On my lives, people don't want to talk about it. Right. And if they do want to talk about it, it's going to be very much a part of like, because I'm in the house, I bought these sneakers. Mm-hmm. Or because I'm, so I just take the temperature. I read the room. So I but what happens, when you, what happens when we're here and we don't have a room? No, I read the room social media. I read like my Facebook page. Mm-hmm. I see what people are talking about. And right now, a large part of it is, I can't believe this shit. But look at my garden. Right. I can't believe this shit. But I did my hair myself. There's a lot mm-hmm. of still um, hopeless hopefulness. And there's a lot of, look what I'm doing. You know, um, Spe- so that's, of, that's what I'm doing. Speaking of the garden... Um, I want a mint leaf plant. Do you it. think it would be possible to read your daughter's teacher's emails at some point? On here? Yeah. Absolutely that, not. Oh, that's too bad. They're great. They are great. But talk about read the room right and get the tones <laughs> set. You're, you want to read them so you can chuckle. No, I I chuckle at them, but not like derisively. I chuckle at them because they're... Is it derisively or derisively? Derisively. Um, I chuckle at them not it's derisively except it's not but I chuckle at them not because I'm making fun of her but because they're kind of like whimsically delightful in a fun they way are. and then you know I like I'm, I'm, I've never I've never laughed at her like I, I do I, I make my own up make up my own emails as she would write them as a joke but I don't really make fun of her because they're kind of fun I, I get a kick out of them mm-hmm. it's like if Mrs. Rogers sent you an email every morning um, or it really reads like Mrs. Rogers attempting to send you an email in Mr. Rogers' voice. That's right. what it sounds like to me. Right. It always sounds to me like she is pretending mm-hmm. to be someone. Right. Um, so we're talking about, what did you say it was? Derisively? Yes. Or derisively? You said derisively. I said derisively. derisively. It's derisively. That's what I said. Derise. I'm just letting you know. That's that what is I, what it is. That's what I said. I know. I'm oh, like, you're yeah. saying it's slower, like I still said it wrong. Derisively. No, you said mm-hmm. it right. Mm-hmm. Um, My daughter's English teacher sends them an email every morning, which is on its face is impressive. Right. Um, A lengthy one. She talks about the weather. She talks about her morning. Mm-hmm. She talks about the birds. She talks about the cherry blossoms. And then she glides into check your Google Classroom and look at this 10-page paper mm-hmm. assignment I gave you. Um, but they are becoming what I think would be dope is if the kids um, talk would, about animating mm-hmm. ugh, animating those would be amazing um, I want to write her back just be like I love your emails I think the kids should find a way to animate some of her 
morning emails. I think she would love that. Um, or make them come to life in some other way mm-hmm. that's artistic. Maybe have Maisie draw or paint or... one of the ones mm-hmm. that shows her whatever. Uh, even just binding them, I think, would be cool. Or even that. Just having them. So, we'll see. I don't know. Shout out to Mrs. S. Or Ms. S. Ms. S? I'm not going to say her name. Oh, except they go by their first names there, but shout right. out to S. I'm, well, I'm I'm a grown black man, so it's Ms. S. It's S at that school. All the grown black men at that school say S. I don't go to that school. I'm not talking about the kids. I'm talking about the parents. I don't do... I, anyway. It's S. Uh-huh. That's you, a whole nother story for another day. Mm. I'm used to it now. <laughs> anyway, uh, you making cookies. Are we watching... Strange tonight? Strange? Doctor Strange. Don't get gross. You're the one who don't do strange. Don't get me started. <laughs> I do strange. Backseat at the Apollo. Backseat? So, Backstage? Backstage at the Apollo. What did I say? Backseat. Oh, that's another story. Um. By the way, if you still want to purchase the unreleased sex episode, <laughs> the number is 862 Two three four zero zero two eight. You can't purchase it. Don't tell people that. There's no dollar amount for it. I think I said it was fifty thousand <laughs> for NPR to take it or Spotify or whatever, and they right. can just, just listen to it however long they want. Mm-hmm. Um, even to that end, if you are listening and you're kicking around the idea of doing a podcast or some point or whatever, and want to consider dealing with the network, or just want some advice, you can come up. shoot it. You can come do it here in our bedroom. No, I didn't see all that. <laughs> But uh, hit me up. I um, have a caftan coming um, from Amazon uh, can, on Saturday. Can you just, just stop. Wait, just listen. Just hear no, me out. No, because I'm not talking about that right now. Uh, but no, it uh, but connects. I'm, but so it can connect when I'm done. Okay. <laughs> uh, email me at shanepaulneal at gmail, gmail.com. That's shanepaulneal at gmail.com. Very N-E-I-L. Nice. Or uh, give me a call. 862-234-0028. Now, your caftan? I have a cam- caftan coming on um, Saturday mm-hmm. from Amazon. And it is perfect for hosting people who are broadcasting live on their podcast here in our bedroom. Except Corona. Right. I'm talking about once we have a test in place and you can test people right at the And doorstep. pardon my ignorance. What's a caftan again? Um, well, it's like a kimono, except... Oh, right, right, right. We had this... It yeah. doesn't tie like a robe. Right. It's just like a I thought shirt. we settled on the kimono. You said you weren't yeah. too sure about the caftan. Right. I actually went back to the caftan because kimonos are almost always silky fabrics mm-hmm. and I wanted something a little bit more durable. Okay. Like the girls... Like burlap. Not burlap necessarily. <laughs> We're more like cotton maybe. Right. You're not going to find a cotton kimono. They are by definition made of silk. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm going to live this the wrong life while we're in lockdown. Ah... Are you going to use a towel as a sarong like you did last I, night? I think oh. <laughs> towel is not a sarong. Towel is just because I got out of the shower. Okay. But I think I want to do the sarong thing for as long so as there's no children the here. Thing. Which, what are you going to use? Are you going to use the camo fabric? Uh, Maybe. Or buy something. I don't know. You can have a, you can use the camo fabric and you can cut it and you can make a mask to match your sarong. I don't need a mask. I'm not going out in the sarong. Oh, that's true. Sarongs don't travel. Oh, okay. At least not, not in New Jersey. In April? In, not, not at any month in New, there's a sarong travel in You're New not Jersey. wearing a sarong to the beach? So sarongs are generally, there's nothing underneath. No. 
I mean, sometimes they're a beach cover-up. Sometimes you have one year. Oh, my, my understanding of sarongs is free-balling. It is. But for the most part, most dudes are wearing it on the beach, so they have on their beach wear underneath. Yeah, probably not the beach, but just comfort in the house. Okay. I support sarongs. Do you get the mail in a sarong? Get the mail in the sarong? You go downstairs at all in a sarong? Mm, free-balling? However. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I'm, I'm already wearing a mask. I don't need the... A mask. If you had on your masky shirt and a sarong, free balling, <laughs> that's a sexual assault waiting to happen. <laughs> I would feel sexually assaulted just looking just one, at you. Right. <laughs> you get on the elevator, I'm crying rape. Period. Good God. On that note. <laughs> no, I'm not crying rape. I'm not watching any movies. I can't even hear you. Oops. Try that again. Um. Oh, good. Oh, right. We answered our question. And we forgot yesterday and the day before. Mm-hmm. So I was going to say we could watch The Lion King, but not Lion King. I can't remember the name of the show everybody's watching on Netflix. Tiger. Tig- King. Tiger King. Um, so Marcel Proust. We don't need it all. Yeah. We do? Yeah. Every time? Yeah. Do Rod and Karen. Oh, no, they, they made it. They made it. And no, they don't. Do they sing the Reading Rainbow theme song every time? Yeah, they don't give a three minute or, explanation of a question or every time. Do they just start talking about it? No. The introduction to the segment is a quick 30 seconds about the se- but segment. But they don't explain why the uh, unofficial weapon of the show is the sword. Or the taser, excuse me. It just is. But anyway, go ahead. No, that's fine. I won't explain it. I just know that if it were me listening, if I'm not listening in order and I don't know, I'd like a quick thing about where these questions are coming from. Well, go ahead then. It's okay. I won't. It's fine. I'll just wait for your you did it already. slow-ass computer to load up. Hmm. Okay. So the last time we did what or who, I mean, um, which words or phrases do you most overuse? Right. What is your idea of perfect happiness? God, what? Is that even an answerable question? I don't know. I don't want that one. Well, first of all, I'm against my whole thing with perfection anyway. Ugh, and how perfection which is doesn't the exist. first time I, I asked you this one before because there's a similar question like this on the New York Times one and mm-hmm. I just like briefly fell out of love with you after that conversation <laughs> I don't believe in perfection yeah I don't want to talk about that um, hmm, which living person do you most admire um, that's hard do I most admire I don't mm. It's gonna sound funky about I don't admire a lot of people. I swear I feel like I asked you this question too. I think is I think we've done like living or dead. Just straight You don't admire people? 
I don't admire a lot of people. Admire feels like a very big word to me. Um, I can think of three people you admire off the top of my freaking head. Help me out then. Go for it. No. It's your question. That are alive? It says, which living person do you most admire? Right. Living, I think, is the hard part for me. Um, the hard part of that question is most. Because if it says name three people you admire, you wouldn't have had a problem with that. But it's saying name yeah, three even, people. Even then, I don't know. Uh, most do admire. you admire Serena Williams? I guess so, yeah, Serena. Do you admire your brother? It's not fair. Do you? Of course I do. Yeah, okay, fine. What was the third one? I don't know. I just know you had... Quest Love of the Roots. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. Um, hey, Quest. No, yeah, so... no. I, he, I would, this is I would just go. random enough for him to listen to <laughs> every single day. In that case, except my friend request, I requested you a while ago. I know you don't just like... Just random enough. I know you don't like her, but you you really come get along on, with me. Come on, Amir. Come on. <laughs> Who do you most admire? Uh, living person that I most admire? I don't know. No, you can't. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> um, that I'm most... So for me, the hard part is most, not living. Um, it's corny. Like, I admire my daughter. Um, but do I admire her most? Probably not. Uh, okay, let me think. Living person that I most Peter admire. Peter Rubin. <laughs> Level.medium.com. Oh, Jermaine Hall. Level.medium.com. I mean, I guess it would probably be a... Damn you, Toni Morrison, for passing away. I'll tell you, it's not... It's, it's, it's a hard So, Michelle, Michelle Obama's actually up there. I really admire her. Mm-hmm. Um, Oprah has been flirting around with cancellation lately. It might be Oprah. It sounds so cheesy until you go back and read her story, how she got here, and what she went through. Um, I feel like people treat Oprah like she was born with money. Yeah, because niggas don't be thinking. We just think she just... I remember when she was like, I'm shutting down the Oprah Winfrey show and I'm going to start my own network. Mm-hmm. Like, what people take for granted now, it's been a minute. So, I'm going to go with Oprah. It sounds hokey and it sounds like, well, sure, a black woman who thinks Oprah Winfrey is... The, but in terms of admiration and what she's been able to do... Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Oprah. You know her name was actually Orpah. Yes, it's in the Bible. <laughs> it's true. No, I know. I'm just. Or is it Orca? No. No, Orca's a whale. Orca. Orca's a what? There's an Orca. I know. Oh. <laughs> That's my problem. Oh, I see. Is Orca in the um Bible too? No, Orca is a killer, killer whale, whale right. from Sea World. Why would they have a killer whale at SeaWorld? Because it's SeaWorld. As sea a world. pet? Is Orca still alive? Or is that a movie? Oh, shoot. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care. Movies. I don't know anything about no goddamn Orca. So take that. Orca, Orpa, and Oprah. Orca's dead. Can all eat a dick. Who's dead? Orca's dead. Did they kill him for killing someone? No. He just died. Yes. Did you hear about that um, 
some type of water creature that's like 300 years old they just found good talk (laughs) no it's true they just found like a whale or something that's over 300 years old they can tell good talk good good talk (laughs) good talk good talk ouch it's true 